Well, welcome to another podcast with Eddie and Steve, and we're glad that you're here with us today. So, Merry Christmas, Eddie. Hey, Steve. Yeah, well, we, uh, we, we met up with a listener the other day, and she said that there was some clinging going on in, During in the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And she thought, what'd she think? She think we were, we were doing dishes, but we, <laughs> I trust you, my friends, my f- hands are not in water. <laughs> we are sitting across a stool, on a couple stools across from this round table. And uh, that's there's no dishes involved. Actually, I've got a cup in my hand right now. That's the extent. No, our our uh, seats every once in a while have this clanging uh, ability. But anyway, we're glad we're here with you, and uh, we would like to chat with you a little bit with each other here and with you uh, about last week's message, the four miracles of Christmas. But before we do that, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. And I'm so grateful for Crossroads Community Church. You've given us uh, an unbelievable freedom here in this church to do your purpose and um, have fun with doing it and, and leading others to, to know you better. And I pray that this podcast will do that. And I most importantly want to say thank you for Jesus Christ, yes, your son, that you've given to us. And we celebrate his birth here in this Christmas season. So Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit will be over uh, this time, and uh, we just commit it to you now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Eddie, uh, we're right into the uh, into the transition here between uh, this year and next year, and all that stuff that comes up, but let's talk a little bit about the four miracles of Christmas that you were talking about. We, we I talked about four miracles, you know, we I started out talking about how magical Christmas is for uh, children and sometimes even adults. But I thought it was interesting in Webster's Dictionary, the first word above magic was this word, four-letter word with a capital M, and it was magi, the Hmm. wise men from the east who traveled to Bethlehem to pay homage to the infant Jesus. Then it's got Matthew 2, 1 through 12. So I thought that was interesting. That's great. And then it goes into, you know, magic and invoking the supernatural, which... We invoke the supernatural 24-7, hopefully in our own lives. And then when we get together for worship, we, we are invoking the Holy Spirit to come in and take charge and uh, lead us to the throne to, to worship our God. As far as the, there was four miracles that happened at Christmas. One is the miracle of who came at Christmas. And of course, that was God with skin on. Uh, the miracle of how he came through a, a, a mere uh, peasant girl, in a sense, through a woman born just like we were into this world. So God came into earth to this earth the way we came, actually. Then third, the miracle of who he came for, and that was for you and I and for anybody that calls on his name. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, Romans says. And then the miracle of why he came. He, he came to save us from ourselves. I, I That's kind of my own rendition, but that, that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I need to be saved from Eddie every day, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> and I, you know, I talked about that Kierkegaard story. And that is such a great story about a, a, a king who loved a humble maiden. But the, but the punchline, in a sense, is what, what Kierkegaard finally said. He says, for it is only in love that the unequal can be made equal. Hmm. And that's only through the love of Christ can we be made equal with the holy God. And so that, uh, and then, and of course, Kierkegaard used Philippians 2, says your attitude should that the same as Jesus had. Um, yeah, and one of the things about in in, in this message, I, I I talked about God moving into the neighborhood, 
to hang out with us, to show us how to live and inevitably how to die and uh, to give us the best gift ever, which is his salvation, which involves purpose and focus and peace and love and joy and all the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. You know, um, the talk about the supernatural and uh, the same attitude of Christ, those are the two things I want to just really comment on. Uh, the supernatural, the magical part of these these things. This this doesn't... You, you mentioned something, and it was very interesting how you mentioned it, saving ourselves. Saving saving ourselves. Um, saving no, us from ourselves. Saving yeah, exactly. us. Yes, saving us from ourselves. And the fact that Christ came in such a supernatural, magical, wonderful way with unconditional love. It is hard for us to grasp unconditional love these days. We condition ourselves. We, we try to do it. We try to love others. That um, the phileo, uh, that love, that brotherly love. Uh-huh. brotherly love is still conditioned. But the agape love that God yeah. gives us is unconditional. And it's a tough thing or it's a tough way to go about understanding how unconditional love can truly be, how it can look like. And the only way we can see it is through Christ's eyes. Yeah. And then for us to imitate right. that, oh, talk about a magical thing. It is truly um, uh, the love that we need to give others is, uh, is the love of Christ and, and our goal, or it should be our daily goal. It's not easy, though. Right? So, in, and, and then I'm just going to take from that and ask you a question. This last week, there was a f- few things and few times where somebody has mentioned, you know, this battle that we face every day is not flesh and blood, right? but it is of the supernatural. It's of the heavenly realms. And we then look at Hollywood and what they've done with supernatural uh, stuff, and we get a little bit um, complacent with our thoughts of the supernatural. We use words like even awesome and outstanding, and we even, you know, we, we, the extent of our vocabulary, we push it out there. Uh, how, was that, how was that ice cream? Oh, it was fantastic. It was awesome. And yet, here's what, I'm, here's what I'm trying to get to. When we start to think about the heavenly realms and the awesomeness and the awe of God, it's hard for us to then connect because we've put ice cream, for instance, in the awesome. We, we just kind of throw those words around. And yet our God is, is so much higher than that. He's so much beyond us that this flesh and blood battle really being supernatural can be handled by him, uh, can be directed by him. And so the question that I have for you is, how do we disconnect from this world into uh, that connection with with Christ and with God uh, and fight against things like Hollywood and fight against the things that just maybe kind of make reference about that. I've, I've spoke too long already, but um, really, it all it all comes back to how much time we spend with him. That's where it's at. In, inevitably, all the things that we look at and the what we need to do. I'm studying uh, still in Corinthians, and I just read today in the ninth chapter where he talks about athletes. There, there's your answer. It's how how well you train. Mm-hmm. 
You talk about the Olympics and all those hours, four to six hours a day, six days a week for four years just to compete mm-hmm. in one event. It, and it's like that in our spiritual lives, to give it that much time and that much effort. It's all in training. And and Paul said today, he said, um, um, athletes have strict self-control. He just didn't say so. He said strict, which is absolute mm-hmm. self-control, that it's every day that... You know, we talk about prayer and and reading the Word, and it sounds like a broken record in a sense, but it, that's that's how you stay where you need to be with God, and it's all it, it's all. And then we are training for the next world, and in in this passage of Scripture, Paul he, he's alluding to the fact that we should think about our rewards in the future mm-hmm. when we stand before Christ. We don't think it's a big deal now, but it will be then. Yes, because like you said, we take focus on other things, and we use words that we should probably just reserve for God to use for ice cream or watermelon <laughs> or whatever. Right? We these these uh, these adjectives that we use that are really high powered and have pack a lot of meaning, but they're like antibiotics. You keep using them, they lose their. You know, I I, I thought about that before mm-hmm. in my own vocabulary is just saving certain words and only saying them about God. It's just an idea. Right. That's a good point. Um, the this very thing that we find ourselves in the thick of every day, this training, this focus on love and how to love others when even they're unlovable. Uh, we see our certain individuals in our lives and we just think, oh my goodness, you know, Eddie and Steve are talking about unconditional love and, and trying to love them through Christ's eyes, I, I can't hardly love them beyond my own eyes, let alone, you know, think about mm-hmm. an unconditional love towards them. And I, it's really interesting to come back to that marriage class that Stacy and I had a while back. And Dr. Um, Emerson Egrich, um, uh, Love and Respect, uh, which is a phenomenal thing, a uh, phenomenal course study. He, he was talking about the reward cycle at the very end of it, and he was talking about how we are to love not only our spouses uh, through the reward cycle, but others that we see and come in, coworkers and, and other family members and this, and, uh, this type of things and our other relationships. And we are to, almost like uh, Christ is on the op- opposite side of them, and we are looking beyond them over their shoulder, uh, Unto Christ, and so Christ is the recipient of how we love them. So it doesn't matter. I mean, let's just start off with our spouses. But to say, you know, when she's uh, your spouse is nagging or he is just doesn't care about things, and yet you're supposed to give him respect or you're supposed to give her love. And how do we to do that when they feel when we feel like they're they don't deserve it? We're to do it unto Christ. Mm-hmm. So we are to see him and say, um, yeah, but she's this way. No, no, no. No, no, Steve. Unto me. Mm-hmm. Love unto me. And so when we love unto, uh, unto Christ and that unconditional thought, that thought that goes to Christ, seeing Christ as the recipient, then the reward cycle happens. The rewards then go to heaven. And our treasures mm-hmm. that we're building in heaven. Because right. maybe they don't deserve it. 
The case is, is that a lot of us don't deserve the love that we receive from somebody. We don't deserve grace either. And we don't receive that grace or that love from that we get from Christ. But once that happens and we're one in Christ, we've accepted Jesus, and then we love unto Christ, love those people that are unlovable, the rewards go to heaven for us, the treasures that we're building in heaven. It's a beautiful thing. So, listeners, if you want to take a, a look at uh, Dr. Emerson Egrich, um, l- love and respect, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a phenomenal course. But, um, again, going back to those miracles uh, in which God gave us, wonderful message that you, uh, that you had for us. That first service, uh, kind of touched base with it on the second service after the children uh, we're done, and, and didn't they do a great job? Yeah, well, that was outstanding. That was outstanding. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And if the videos aren't up on the website yet, they will be. So, um, Eddie, do you want to mention anything else about that particular message? No, I think we we pretty much covered. Uh, pretty much covered. But I really wanted. I think it was interesting at the end because I mentioned this that C.S. Lewis and Josh McDowell both mentioned that. Uh, Jesus is either Lord, lunatic, or liar, and mm. we have to make a choice. And uh, there's no other options when you're asked that question of his claims to who he was and what he said he was going to do, and uh, even where he was going when he left, he was going to go home and sit down at the right hand of the Father. To make that claim, you you would have to be one of these three. So I thought that was interesting. And you know all the attributes of Christ. I would much rather make him Lord than make him a lunatic in my mind. Yeah, me too. You know, you think about all the things that our, that our hope is founded on. It's, it's better to love and live our life that way anyway. Yeah, and, and besides that, we're going we're gonna to stand before him someday as judge. That's it. That's coming. He didn't come to judge the earth. When he came, he came to love us into the kingdom, but he will one day... We win one day stand before him, regardless mm-hmm. whether we are followers of Christ or not. And if we're followers of Christ, we'll stand before him at the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ. And mm-hmm. then, uh, unfortunately, those that don't know him will stand at the great white throne judgment and be cast into a, a burning hell. You just have to say it. That's the sad part about it. That's it. And he will be sad, I think. Yeah. And I don't want to lessen the fact of making sure... I don't think that that was what our listeners took from that, or uh, maybe I'm thinking too deep into it right now. But what I was, you know, mentioning is if you have a choice to make him lunatic or Lord, man, make him Lord because take the attributes, take your life, put them in his hands, and go ahead and live more like Christ, more uh, worthy with character, integrity in life. And let's make something of it. Exactly. And, and and touch these lives that are around us that are needing hope and needing uh, Jesus. And and I, all in all, it's it's a better better choice. I mean, now and and to speak, the very last thing I was thinking when that was said was us as Christians, we need to we need to really do a good job, a better job, even than many times. Of living that life, because what was it, Mahatma Gandhi, Gandhi that said, uh, "Oh, I love your Jesus. I just don't like your Christians." Right. 
Yeah, Gandhi said that. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, my goodness, what did I just call him? Mahatma Gandhi. That's yes, his is name. that what it is? Okay, I, yeah, I that was his name. There's that, been right? a lot of Gandhis, but that's <laughs> yes. the, he's the one that's that's the it. one, right? Yeah. So, um, but that's a that's that's a that's a telling thing for us as Christians. We need to make sure that we represent Christ the way that we need to. Well, Eddie, could you uh, have a word of prayer for us as we wrap that part up? Sure, will. Father, we love you, and we thank you, God, for loving us. And we talk about it a lot, but I don't know if we ever really grasp it. It's like Steve said, we are conditional. And help us not to be that way because we we enjoy, we love uh, your unconditional love for us. But as you do that, we're supposed to show that for others. So help us to be mindful of that. And Lord, as we go into this new year, that we might be open for every opportunity that you put in our way. Every window of opportunity, uh, every door of opportunity that you open for us to be um, your kids in this world. Just help us to be aware of that and, and to go through that. And Lord, we just pray that uh, we continue to exalt you for who you are and give you praise and glory for your greatness. And uh, may we never take you for granted. And may we always be shining lights for you in this dark world. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, as we step into this next week, um, we've got one more Sunday before this year wraps up. In fact, it's, my goodness, it's uh, two days before the year wraps up, 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got for us this coming week? Oh, the title of the message is How to Happen, Have a Happy New Year. I'm talking about happiness, you know. Um, Americans pursue happiness with a vengeance. Uh, Rene Rousseau said, The thirst after happiness is never extinguished in the heart of man. And it seems like that mm-hmm. seems to drive man. And the scripture, I'm going to go to Matthew 5 with the Beatitudes. And Jesus uh, he says, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and His rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you, only that you can be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on, and that's starting out in, in chapter 5 of the Beatitudes. Each Beatitude tells how to be blessed by God, and that's... That's how to be happy <laughs> in the new year is learn how to be blessed by God and be obedient and uh, listen to his voice. So, well, you mentioned something right there, um, something for us to all think about as we go into this next weekend. Simplifying can't be bought. And yet in this day and age, especially in America, we find ourselves cluttering ourselves with the next new thing, the next new iPhone, the next new toy and and the wants and needs that we feel like we need <laughs> uh put should have put quotes around that that word needs mm-hmm. but uh to simplify ourselves i know that there are definitely areas in my life in which i could simplify so i don't get too cluttered and christ only becomes a part yeah a small part or maybe it even is an equal part but he doesn't he that's no place for him mm-hmm. No, Not equality. True. Yeah, he is to be at the at the forefront, and as we simplify our lives, we can put a bigger piece of him uh, in front, so that he can help lead us. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, Eddie, and thank you for uh, being so mindful about leading into this new year with such a vision. And uh, every year we find ourselves doing that here at Crossroads. I'm excited about what the future holds for Crossroads. I know you are too. 
We've got big things that are coming up in 2019 because Christ is leading us. Amen. Amen. And uh, we're dependent upon the Holy Spirit uh, to continue to guide us as a staff, continue to uh, lead us in the leadership that we have, and we're just going to trust Him. Be praying for us as a staff, too, please, and and leadership team as we look forward to this 2019. Uh, Big things to come. Yep. Well, thanks so much, and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from, uh, from myself and from Eddie. We do wish you the, the very, very best coming into this, this new year, 2019. All right. Thanks, Steve. Hey, thank you. We'll see you. Well, that's a wrap on that podcast. And uh, we do truly hope that you've had a great Christmas. And it's a wrap of this year. Honestly, the next podcast that we're going to have is be in 2019. Talking about the uh, message that we just he kind of gave you a little bit of a uh, preview on. Well, thank you for joining us once again, and we do truly hope that this brightens your day, gives you insight to your living and a life in Christ. And if you want to know more about Christ, give us a call at 812-268-0088, and one of us will help you in understanding more and more about what it is to have a life in Christ and to turn our lives over in our hearts and ask for forgiveness from sins of our past and to live a life of freedom. Well, God bless you and uh, may he keep you throughout the rest of this year and remaining and then also going into 2019. Well, until next year, this is Steve Hollis and I'm signing off. Thank you. Bye-bye.